live on the YouTube and the Twitch. And when it's over, it'll be on the Spotify. Let me just make sure all settings are proper and all systems are go. And we will rock and roll, ladies and gentlemen. What we are going to do today is we are going to discuss the Cowboys roster as they have cut it down to 53 men now. And I just finished doing something that you'll get to hear later with my buddy John Mashoda uh, from The Athletic and my buddy Kent Garrison at The Athletic and my buddy KT uh, from Parts Unknown. No one knows where he's from. Uh, and it was a lot of fun because what we did is we broke down the Cowboys roster and the great Kent Garrison gave us different tiers that you could put the players in that were, well, you'll see when you watch it, uh, the About Them Cowboys podcast on The Athletic. And you'll see the way that we did it, but I did think it was a really interesting exercise, which is trying to see, you know, how many of your players are going to fall into the tier where it's like kick-ass player and how many players are in the tier where it's like, oh, you know, he's above average and then... How many are that guy is a depth guy, and then that guy, why is he here? And I forgot the fifth tier. So we'll have to wing it in here. Or you guys will have to give me uh, tier names. You have to give me tier names to try to use for these players because we can just go position group by position group and uh, talk about who's on the 53-man roster. So for the Dallas Cowboys, when you started off, obviously you start off at quarterback and Dak would go into your tier of Dak kicks ass. I know some of you will disagree with that, but you're beyond my help. I can't help you anymore. If you're not a Dak believer, I can't help you anymore. Um, he kicks ass. He makes a bunch of money because he's a quarterback that kicks ass, and that is the way that sport works. So he would go in that category. To me, Cooper Rush goes in a category that is whatever you would want to call your – I don't know why this guy's here. Uh, cool. He's been around and he knows the offense and they're comfortable with him. There are better humans on the planet at quarterback that are not currently on an NFL team than Cooper rushes. And so that one's one of those where you're just like, all right, that wouldn't look so good. Uh, so your quarterbacks go in the kick-ass tier and in the what in the hell. Then you go to running back. And running back is the one that to me is highly entertaining because we had a nice little debate and it was my fault. Cause you guys know I talk crazy about people sometimes where like Zeke is, um, I believe Zeke's an, an above average running back. I believe that based on watching him in camp and the way he looks like, I think he took the off season really seriously and he's going to be a, a, an above average to very good running back. But nothing over the course of his career or the course of Tony Pollard's career being on the same team with Zeke tells you that Zeke's a better player now. And I'm not making the case that he isn't, but what I'm saying is we now have ways to measure running back play independent of the offensive line, which is how often do you break tackles? How often do you make big plays? What are your yards after contact? And in all those different things, Tony Pollard has graded out better than Ezekiel Elliott. So when you're trying to tear up a roster, it's like, huh, where would I put each one? And we ended up, you'll see where they went, but Zeke went one higher than Pollard. But to me, that's a really interesting debate. The guy who hasn't been used as much versus the guy who you have a big sample size and earlier in his career was incredible. Is um, It's an interesting debate, at least to me, because I'm into the ways to measure playing football outside of just carries and yards. Uh, I guess I can't answer your guys' questions while we're going through here. 
hell, I might just call an audible and answer your guys' questions the rest of the way because why not? As you guys probably know, I do uh, appreciate when I get the uh, the super chats. I do appreciate if you're subscribed on the Twitch. I love all my people. I appreciate you guys who just tune in and watch. I love all of you. As I drink my waltas. What time's hard knocks? Probably here in a little bit, huh? So I got some time. Uh, Mike wanted to know if Israel Mukwamu is going to make the final 53 after the COVID players come back. I think he is. I think Mukwamu is absolutely going to make the 53. Uh, I think he's an interesting player to go from kind of being a corner and talking to John Mishota earlier. Like if he had his druthers, he would be a corner right now, but they're going to play him at safety. And I think that's a good idea because his size doesn't hurt him as much at safety. I'm terrified of six foot four corners. I'm terrified. Apex, Jeff, are you still dipping my guy? I try not to, but yes. Um, all right. So wide receivers on the Dallas Cowboys, you guys have seen those tier maker things, right? On the internet where you do all the different tiers and you can rank all sorts of different things. CD lamb and Amari Cooper for me, both would go into the tier of this guy is incredible. Leave him alone. You want to keep him on your team forever. Uh, they would both go there and some people will fight me on Amari Cooper there. Maybe some people will fight me on uh CD lamb there and say it's too early, but CD lamb on a rookie deal with what he's about to do to the NFL, he would belong in the S tier in video game talk. The he's amazing. And I think Amari Cooper does too. That dude's a real life. Number one receiver. His contract pays him what he should make. Uh, he's an absolute monster. Michael Gallup. You drop down to, I believe he's an above average starter. Uh, you're in good shape with him. But if you think he's a number one receiver, I think you would find out differently if he was ever asked uh, to do that. I don't think he's that. It's like Juju Smith-Schuster. And uh, shout out to my guy, Trucker's Life 78. He's always in the building. Dropping that twanny. And thank you to Fargate. Who should Dallas sign from other teams' cuts? I'll have to go over all the lists. Um uh, but right now, I think the Cowboys have a few guys that made the 53 initially that are not safe permanently. Like, I don't think Azur Kamara is safe uh, because what they're going to do is right now, they got five guys on the COVID list that don't count against their 53. They also have, what is the one other one? They cut McQuaid, their deep snapper, but they just did that because they're going to sign him back tomorrow. Like, it's agreed. I'm going to cut you today because... We need to keep these guys. Then on the next day, when we can move guys to injured reserve, we're going to sign you right back. So like he's coming back. Five COVID guys are coming back. There's six names coming in hot. And there might be four or five that are going to IR. So it might be an, a near wash, but they'll watch the waiver wire. And they might have one or two too many bodies coming off the COVID to where one or two people who made the team initially aren't going to make the team. Brandon said, scared. Why, Jeff? Literally, or you believe their size is a liability? I believe size is a liability for a six-foot corner or a six-foot-four corner unless you have the foot quickness and the agility to be almost inhuman for how big you are. Like Richard Sherman has made it work. Most guys just can't. You see Nishan Wright on the out and up the other day. You see, like, it's just you got to play man coverage a lot as an NFL corner. And when you're six foot four and you know, you can measure this with like the shuttle times. And now you got to cover a six foot tall wide receiver who runs a four, three and his short shuttle was a full half second faster than yours. And it's hard. 
I hope that does work for the Cowboys, and I hope it works for Nashawn Wright, but I'm terrified of six four corners. Bond servant for Jesus, I appreciate you. Trigger man, I appreciate you. Is Pollard a better fit uh, than Zeke in this offense? I think they both fit fine. They both fit fine, and Zeke looks really good. Like I don't want to do a Zeke bashing session tonight. I think he does. Uh, he looks really good, and he's going to be really good. Formula is in the building with the pool fund. Thoughts on Chauncey Golson this year and what he'll contribute. Chauncey Golson is my guy that even without him practicing or anything, because he pulled a hammy during the conditioning test, uh, Chauncey's going to be a dude. Chauncey's going to be a real-life dude. And I was trying to figure out what – I need to just call Todd Archer because I was trying to figure out what his tweet meant. They took Chauncey Golston, the third-round defensive end, uh, they took him off of the PUP list. He passed his physical, but then his tweet said they can't put him on IR, which if you put him on IR to start the year, they have to miss at least three weeks. So maybe they think he'll be back even sooner than that, but I wasn't sure why they couldn't put him on IR if he's on the active roster. Uh, let's see here. You think they kept an eye as they want him, or is he going to be one of the first guys cut to move roster? On? He could be. Uh, he could be one of the first guys cut when they start moving the roster around. I do know they were interested in seeing if they could move him. They were interested in seeing if they could move Brandon Knight, but you have to have somebody who wants to trade for people. Just saying you want to trade them doesn't get them traded. Uh, so we'll see. The 94s in the building. Interesting move to bring Golston off the pup. To me, it seems, by the way, if you see a camera shake, it's because my dog loves to lay right up against what the camera sits on top of, and then she moves around and scratches, and then the camera moves. Uh, to me, it seems they plan to get him out on the field sooner than later. How do you see it? I hope so. It would be so bizarre to me, though, because he's the one guy that at practice never did anything. Like He was working the cords lightly, and he's starting to get back, but he passed his physical. Um, I guess in week two or week three, maybe we'll see Chauncey Golston, and I hope so because he's going to be a good player. I have to make dinner for my channel from Trucker's Life. Bacon, jalapeno, cheese, wagyu, and Angus burgers. Just want to stop by and show love. You know I appreciate it. I always do, my brother. I always do. Lawson. Oh, how I miss Jeff. I appreciate you. Should have scrolled up the 94s. Love you. Love you. Love you. Okay. Oh, good point, Frankie. Yeah, you passed physical. I guess you can't go on IR because you're healthy. <laughs> That's a good point. Uh, okay. Where was I? I was tearing. I was tearing the Cowboys roster. Everybody behind Michael Gallup on the wide receiver depth chart is literally an NFL depth guy. Uh, with the exception of, at the moment, they've kept seven of them. Malik Turner and Simi Fihoko. Malik Turner, I mean, he earned his way onto an NFL roster with the way he played in camp and preseason. Simi Fihoko did not. He um, Nothing about him in camp or the preseason would have made an NFL roster other than the fact they used a draft pick on him. So we'll see how that plays out. If they're just going to keep him around, develop him, see if he can be good next year, will he be a core special team guy? But nothing special with those guys, obviously. Obviously. Uh let me see. That's wide receivers. Tight ends. Boy, when you guys watch uh, about them Cowboys or listen to it, I might have offended people. 
because I don't think anybody that plays tight end for the Cowboys is an above-average NFL starter. I think Jarwin and Schultz are both functional. They're both useful. There's nothing wrong with them. They vibe with Dak. They get open a little bit. They catch the ball a little bit. They got a little bit after the catch, but there's nothing individually about any of them that sets them apart. So I think your tight end room is all made up of guys who are literally NFL depth guys that can start. That's kind of what you got. At offensive tackle, I still consider Tyron Smith to be a fairly premier player on a premier contract, so that's gold in the NFL, uh, unless he's not healthy. If he's not healthy, it obviously ain't gold. And uh, Mike Bassick says he would sign Bouchelle as a Dallas back quarterback. I might, too. Shane Bouchelle had an awesome preseason. He looked good. I'd sign Cam Newton if you were vaccinated. He's just not, and you'd... The NFL COVID rules are setting it up to make it hard for a backup to be unvaccinated. Ten days gone if you test positive, five days gone if you're just a close contact. My backup quarterback has to be vaccinated because of the NFL rules. It's the way they set it up. Uh, Let me see. I did tight ends, offensive tackles. Lyle Collins is good, and I thought he was on the cusp of great before he missed last year. And then you throw in that he's seeming to have stinger situations pop up uh chris wants to know how much it would cost to get his picture on my wall behind me uh for one video you give me 40 bucks i'll slap your picture up right behind me it'll be great uh lyle collins i thought was on the path to greatness now i kind of worry about him health wise but hopefully he has a healthy season and we're okay that would be lovely that would be great everything else they have at offensive tackle is a jobber Terrence Steele is whatever. Uh, Ty Inseki, uh, anything else at tackle is awful. Their guards, Connor Williams is the most disrespected player on the Cowboys that doesn't deserve it. He is an at least average and probably a little better than that. Guard in the NFL, Zach Martin would be in the S tier. He's a monster. Connor McGovern is a depth guy, and the rest of their offensive line is blue. I hear a lot of positive about Golston, but hasn't played yet. Wasn't he a third-round pick? Is there a reason he wasn't picked? Yeah, the reason he wasn't picked higher is because Chauncey Golston plays like Tank Lawrence. Chauncey Golston is never going to be a premier athlete that's running circles around offensive linemen. He's a dirty work guy. Chauncey Golston is a kick-ass run defender that plays mean, motor runs hot, that if you let him start on an NFL team, is going to get you like six sacks. That's what I think he is. Am I stupid? It's all about O-line health. Yes, this, this this season is all about O-line health. And yes, I've watched Rashawn Slater this preseason, and he looks great. Uh, let's see. That's offensive line. I did quarterback, tight end, running back, receiver. Defensively, Cowboys depth chart. Tier mode. Tank Lawrence I put in the second tier where it's above average because he has a big contract. He does his job. He does his job well, and I would call him a great player but he's a great player who is missing that one little bit of two or three more sacks a year where he would also be a great pass rusher. Like he's a solid pass rusher and an incredible run defender, which is good. He's worth every penny, uh, but he doesn't get to exist in the immortal tier when you're tearing up a roster. Rowan, if you addressed it, I missed it in the super chat. I appreciate you. If Dallas signs Cam, setting the vaccine issue aside, anticipating the issue with Cam perceived as a threat to Dak, none whatsoever. That's the thing about Cam Newton. At this point in his career, 
anything other than not vaccinated in a league that wants people to be vaccinated, anything else is made up. All the reports out of New England are that he's an incredible teammate. He's a great guy, great in the locker room. Um, Dak Prescott's a lot better than him at quarterback now. So, no, there would be none of that. This team knows who their leader is. Uh, YT Redacted. What do you got? Some sort of crazy inappropriate name? I appreciate you dropping in the super chat, though. Could you explain the differences between PUP and IR? Yes, physically unable to perform if you go into the season on the PUP list. You have to be on it for six weeks. You cannot play for six weeks. If you're on the injured reserve list in the NFL, if you are on it when they cut to 53, you're out the entire year, but you do get paid. And then we'll see you next year. That's CWO, the TCU um, running back. He'll get all his money. He'll be back next year, but he can't play this year. He's on IR. If you put them on your 53-man roster when you cut down, and then tomorrow they'll put guys on IR, those guys can be designated to return anytime after week three. So, Pup, you miss six weeks. IR, you miss at least three. That's it. Um, mm -hmm. uh, Randy Gregory, when you're tearing the defensive line, he falls into the probably solid contributor. You can't call him an above-average starter yet just because he hasn't proven it, but I think that he will prove it but he's not there yet. Cowboys issued there is going to be behind their two starting defensive ends where your depth guys are Terrell Basham, Dorrance Armstrong, Bradley Anai, Azur Kamara, Chauncey Golston, unless I missed anybody. And none of those guys would be starting on an NFL team right now. You're hoping that um, you're hoping that those guys can play well enough to be a third or fourth defensive end. YT redacted again. Super. I keep forgetting that you have to put the question before you hit send. LOL. Is there any vet cornerback you consider trading for at this point? I can't deal with more Brown. LOL. Corner is a worry, especially with um, my favorite character in Tombstone. Chad is, of course, uh, Doc Holliday. You kidding me? Come on now. Uh, I don't have a vet cornerback identified, but corner is the worry on this defense and interior defensive line, but corner is the worry because especially with your rookies so far not looking like they would be ready to start and play NFL football, Kelvin Joseph and Deshaun Wright, plus Joseph is now banged up. You're going to run out a lot of the same guys you ran out last year that weren't very good, and that's tough. Maurice Kennedy's earned the right to start. He should be starting. So he's not. And maybe at some point he will, and he deserves to, but he's not right now. So corner is the one spot that I really worry about. Defensive tackle. I don't think the Cowboys have a defensive tackle on the roster that would be considered above average in the NFL. Neville Gallimore might be the closest thing, and he's hurt, going to miss however many weeks he's going to miss. You literally just have all depth guys at defensive tackle. Now, there are guys that you have hope for. I have hope that Oso Odigizuwa can be uh, can become a better-than-average defensive tackle. Brent Urban's going to do his job. It's just he'll be invisible. You know, His job is going to be to occupy people so your linebackers can go nuts. You don't have a defensive, a defensive tackle that's above average in the NFL. At corner, I would call Trevon Diggs. I hope this year he's above average. He has not earned the right to be called that yet with his play last year. Excuse me, but his camp has been encouraging. 
And I think by the end of the year, we'll, we'll consider him that way. Everybody else is literally a depth piece. Kennedy might be better than that, but they won't let him play. Hopefully they let him play. It'd be real nice if they did. Uh, and then what else was there? Safety. Both your free safeties until proven otherwise are just depth guys. That's why they're both here. Kazee and Hooker coming off of injuries. Donovan Wilson last year earned the right to be called an above average starter. Uh, you'd like to see it again before maybe you buy into it. E, so, yeah. What? Hey, Jeff, did you get vaxxed? If so, QR scan the arm you got your first. Oh, my God. Uh, I don't care what you do to your body out there or don't do to your body. We'll still be friends. I want everybody to love everybody, but I also want you to live. So if you got vaccinated, I'd be happy about that, but do what you want to do. Okay. Do what you want to do. I'm not going to convince anybody of anything. I know that that's a losing battle. Uh, and that's pretty much the whole roster, right? Going through the corner safeties. Oh, linebacker. We put Micah Parsons in the top tier, the S tier, uh, even without having played, because he's already in camp and preseason. He's already proven me wrong. Like I, I worried about picking a linebacker in the top twelve that was a run and hit guy, but he's already shown he's going to be more than that. He's going to be a pass rusher that's going to have six to eight sacks this year. He's going to have two or three picks and bat some passes down. He's better in coverage than they let him show at Penn State. He's a better pass rusher than I thought he was, and he's just a monster. He's going to be all over the place going nuts it's going to be incredible uh jabril cox on uh on about them cowboys i convinced them to move him up to uh I, man if i could just remember what all our tiers were called i think i called him a solid contributor even though he's the fifth linebacker because i just wanted to be on record that i'm putting in the call that jabril cox is going to play in pro bowls Every year, they let the coverage linebackers slide in the draft, and then we look up five years later, and Darius Leonard and Fred Warner are making $20 million a year because we forgot, oh, coverage is super-duper-duper duper important. And so that'll be lovely. Uh, Leighton Vander Esch, solid contributor. Keanu Neal, I actually think, will be above-average starter. He's looked really, really good so far. And then Jalen Smith, we put in the Y category just because it – I don't know how it slipped by – my buddy Mishota pointed out to me tonight that he was asked about Jalen Smith was asked about maybe playing less snaps and playing special teams. And his answer over the weekend was like vet life, vet life. And he was laughing like I'm a vet now. We don't do special teams. You're the fourth linebacker and you're the fifth best linebacker. Like, it's just why just why? I heard Danucci's outside your door, Jeff. He wants to play D&D. &D. Uh, I've never played Dungeons & Dragons, but based on the games I have played, I bet I would freaking love it. The 94s, marvelous Marvin Wilson was cut by Cleveland. Will Dallas do any due diligence on him or has that ship sailed even for practice squad? Marvin Wilson, when there's a guy that has really good college tape and he doesn't get drafted, the answer on it is something was wrong with him medically. So he didn't get drafted because people didn't like his knees. And then... Uh, in Cleveland, they do have great interior defensive line, but the fact that he didn't make the team, I would assume it was more of the same, that physically they don't like whatever's going on with his knees. So he'll probably catch on somewhere and get another chance, but that's just that's just a thing. It's just a thing. Uh, all right, I'm good. I'm going to go get ready to watch Hard Knocks, I think, unless you guys got anything, unless you guys got anything fun, you guys want to party. D&D &D means do not disturb or dab and dip. 
All right. All right. There's some linebackers went from WTF to she great. Yes, they show did. In three years, will Glenn Otto be an ace? Oh, Texas Rangers. Let's go. Oh, yeah. You kidding me? Glenn Otto is going to be an ace. Um, Come on, Jeff, you idiot. Dude who started the other night. AJ Alexi's going to be an ace. Jack Leiter's going to be an ace. They're all going to be aces. Shooters in the building. Play Warzone, coward. I could. I don't have anything going on. I'm going to watch Hard Knocks. Shooter, are you playing Warzone right now? Maybe I will. I need to shut this thing down. It's not professional anymore. I'm going to go. I'm going to go. So remember, you have no idea what anybody's going through, so be cool to everybody. I love you. Bye. Clayton, our Darius Washington's in Baltimore. He made the team because good football players make teams. There is no size limit.